This is episode number 205 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse. Today's show is brought to you by my pregnancy and postpartum fitness coaching program to pregnancy and beyond. Over the last six years of to pregnancy and beyond coaching, we have worked with thousands of pregnant and postpartum people, helping them to feel more confident, capable, and strong in the ever-changing newest versions of their bodies. To Pregnancy and Beyond is designed to be two to three workouts a week for you for a simpler, stronger pregnancy and postpartum experience. It's a fit for you if you are feeling exhausted, achy, tight in your body and want a workout plan that will help you to feel more comfortable and energized. If you feel like your mental and emotional health have shifted in big ways since becoming pregnant or a parent, and you know that moving your body helps you to feel supported with less overwhelm and anxiety, you're frustrated that your pelvic floor symptoms such as leaking or pelvic organ prolapse are bugging you and you want a fitness coaching program that specifically will address these concerns. Into pregnancy and beyond with us, you are either going to start in the prenatal or the postnatal track, and you will get a new workout program every four weeks. With every four-week phase you get access to, it progresses you along to workouts that are even more specific to the time point in pregnancy you're at, or that will push you along, challenging you in an appropriate way post-pregnancy. To Pregnancy and Beyond is the only space where I actively coach clients. So it is excellent for those who are wanting one-to-one feedback or an opportunity to ask me questions directly and to build real friendships and relationships with your fellow community members who are some of the greatest humans on the internet. We would love to have you along. You can check out the link in today's show notes for all the details and to get registered. Hello, friends. Welcome on to another episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Jesse Mundell. I'm doing a solo episode for you today. And what I really wanted to come on here and talk about was why I took a month off exercise and why I think it is especially important for me to talk about that as a fitness professional and just really how we can start redefining first what it means to actually be a fitness coach and what it means to to be successful in your exercise routine or to exercise consistently or regularly. I think we need to just an untangle a lot of stuff that comes up with, with these ideas that we have around our relationship to movement and our bodies. So 
the backstory is that I had a really emotionally and mentally intense month throughout, say, October and then early November. And I just couldn't handle anything else that was coming at me other than business, parenting, relationships, basically the life stuff of just kind of getting through the day. So the stuff that was going on for me was that we were running a intense energy intensive promotion for our postnatal fitness and pelvic health certification, the postnatal fitness specialist Academy. We do that twice a year. And I know that that's already going to take a lot out of me. I have to be quite forward facing during the few weeks of that promotion, just showing up a lot on social media and being on camera and talking to people. And I love it. And also it's super tiring. So I always know that I'm going to probably need 10 days, two weeks after, after that promotion wraps up. And I'm just thinking that it's been just over two weeks, two weeks yesterday since that promotion wrapped up. And it's probably no surprise that I did my first strength training workout in a month yesterday at that two week mark. I know it from experience now. And so I really try to build into my life and my schedule that I'm going to need downtime and rest and breaks around it. So that was one thing that was going on. The other stuff that has been going on for me that I've started talking about a little bit more is that I've been dealing with really painful ovulation pains for off and on since my second child was born. So Theo, who's almost three and a half now, once I got my menstrual cycle back after that pregnancy, I started noticing that I was getting these ovulation pains that would just some months, some cycles take me out for a day, a couple days with such intense pelvic pain. And I couldn't quite figure it out though, because it seemed to be that some cycles were okay. Others weren't. I was wondering if maybe there was something going on, on one ovary and not the other kind trying to track that. I had an ultrasound done really early postpartum after that, and it didn't show anything strange. And so I kind of just left it for a little bit and it seemed to completely go away. And then it didn't. And then it started coming back. And recently in the last six months, I hadn't had a menstrual cycle at all. So the ovulation pain started coming back last year around this time and then lasted through the summer. And then from basically March, 2021 until September, 2021, I didn't have a cycle at all. So obviously I knew that something funky was happening and this isn't unusual for me to lose my periods. It's happened lots of times throughout my, my menstrual cycle career, my 20 year menstrual cycle career. But of course, that's not an excellent sign of health. So I hadn't had the energy to deal with that over the last three years until recently as well, too. So I've been having some blood work done, working with a naturopathic doctor, my family doctor. I had an ultrasound 
done a pelvic ultrasound and transvaginal ultrasound done. And lo and behold, there's a pretty chunky ovarian cyst on my left ovary. So that likely explains why those ovulation pains have been occurring and always on the left side. And we've just been trying to figure out what do we do next with that. So that is another side of the coin. The other thing was that I mentioned I had that blood work done and it showed some really not great levels of estrogen and progesterone and some other stuff happening, but extremely low levels of estrogen and progesterone. I really knew that especially through this time of intense work stress, I really needed to take care of myself in all the ways that I possibly could. And that for me meant backing off of exercise in the way of strength training. And the workouts that I do aren't intense, aren't high impact, aren't high intensity for the most part. Generally, the bulk of the exercise that I might do is moderate intensity strength training type exercise. Maybe I'll do some sprinting stuff here and there, really short sessions of sprinting. But generally speaking, if I'm strength training two or three times a week for 20-ish minutes, that's really where the bulk of my exercise come from. What I was also noticing though, was that I just, I couldn't even think about it. I couldn't get myself like couldn't wrap the mental energy around even setting up for a workout. And that's not like me. So I have been working out from home for years with kids around, pulling at me, yelling for snacks, all the things, like all the distractions. And that's just kind of my normal. And I generally feel okay with it. But I was just starting to notice during this time about a month ago that I, I couldn't handle it. My patience for it was absolutely not there. So I knew the very best thing for me in that time period was to not force it, to go take some time by myself to go walk outdoors instead. And when I say go for walks, I do not mean power walking or walking quickly. I know that's what we tend to think of maybe when someone says they're going for a walk and it's their structured exercise time. But when I'm going for a walk, I am strolling. It is very, very leisurely and I'm really using it as restorative time. That is what I've been focusing on the last month. So usually about three times a week of maybe 30 minutes of outdoor walking and just trying to calm my nervous system as much as I have been able to. So I think it's really important to talk about this of taking time away from exercise. Something that I say so often to our pregnancy and to our two pregnancy and beyond clients is that when life stress is high, exercise stress should be low. When life stress is high, exercise stress should be low. Because what we know is that exercise is actually a stressor. And I know what you're thinking, that exercise actually makes you feel better and it helps you to manage your stress and it helps to complete the stress cycle. And yes, all of that stuff is true. And it is wonderful and so good. 
However, there are times when the amount of life stress that we are dealing with is simply too much already. So yes, exercise is wonderful for helping us manage our stress, uh, completing the stress cycle, all the things that I just mentioned. However, when that life stress is already exceeding what you can handle, the best thing for your health to do is to bring it down. And that doesn't mean to not move. That doesn't mean to not move your body because we know that movement is going to be super helpful for a lot of different things, digestion, helping you sleep better, mood, energy, but you'll probably need to back it off. And that's why I chose to just gently walk instead of picking up my weights or doing any sort of resistance training. And when you are in a pregnancy or you are postpartum or you are at any stage of parenthood, it is going to be something that you'll need to notice for yourself. And I say this so often to our clients too, is that I am almost three and a half years postpartum after my second kid, our oldest is six I'm not early postpartum anymore by, you know, societal and cultural standards. However, the intensity of parenting is still really strong and the sleep stuff is still difficult at times and it's fall going into winter and there's lots of sickness things happening through our house You know, the kids, they pick up these germs at school and daycare, and then they pass it through the whole house and everyone feels like garbage. So just know that even if you are feeling well during pregnancy, even if you are not feeling like you're early postpartum, even if you have much older kids, there's still life stuff that is going to come up. What I was doing for myself during this time was a lot of self-talk because here's the thing. I have had a really tricky relationship to my body image and thus my relationship to exercise over the last 15, 20, 25 years. I really need to keep that in check for myself, especially when I take breaks away from exercise. And what was so cool about this break was that I was okay. You know, I used to think that I needed so much exercise to be okay, to be mentally, emotionally, and physically well. And what a couple of pregnancies, a couple of cesarean recoveries, and these breaks that happen now for me, just in my life, what those times have taught me is that I'm okay without lots of intense exercise. I'm okay. I have other strategies now. I have other tools to cope and to be okay, other than it always needing to be exercise. And so much of that has come from untangling my relationship to my body composition of questioning my anti-fatness, of really challenging my beliefs and stories about my body and other people's bodies and body size. 
I think that we have to do these things hand in hand. So it would be really simple for me to say, notice your stress levels. And when your stress feels too high, back off of exercise. But if you're not also pairing it with this work of questioning, of questioning why you feel like you need to be exercising so much, even during periods of high stress in your life, then I'm not sure we're going to get there. I think that we need to, I think that we need to have both. We need to have the questioning on all sides, questioning what's coming up for you about your thoughts about your body. If you were to take a break from exercise, questioning your thoughts about what might happen to your strength, your skill level, your performance. If you did take a break from exercise, what is coming up for you there? I really would encourage you to dive into that work as much as you are able to right now to just start peeling back those layers. Because if we don't get that, then I'm not sure taking these breaks will be restorative for you. So I think what I would love to leave you with today is to start noticing is exercise and your exercise routine truly feeding your health? Does it feel beneficial? Does it feel like it is giving you some sort of spark, some energy, some glimmer? Is that what is happening? Or are you more so feeling like it is a duty It is taking so much mental energy to consider when your next workout is, how you're going to fit it in, how you're going to have the energy. Consider what is coming up for you around exercise. Are you okay with backing off or with even taking a break? Or does that feel pretty scary? And I get it. It's probably going to be super uncomfortable because it even was for me at times throughout this most recent month off. I did a ton of self-talk during this time, just really reminding myself that I trust how I feel. I trust myself. I trust that my body is going to do what it needs to do during this time. And I trust that when my energy rebounds, I'm going to know. I found myself a lot of times throughout that month just being like, am I ready yet? I can't tell. I can't tell. Do I need a kick in the pants or do I need more rest time? And I just kept choosing the rest. And yesterday when I knew I felt ready to exercise again, to strength train, I just knew it. I just knew. And I think that comes with some practice and acceptance and permission of fully resting and taking the break when you need to. All right, friends, you've got this. I know you can do it. Give yourself the permission to ask yourself the hard questions and to allow those answers to come for you and to do what you know is the next right step after.
We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 